and welcome to Gundam. I hardly know them, the book club style podcast where we tackle every Gundam series and movie in release order. I'm Michael Pippin, and I'm joined by three guys who just got back from the Cyber New Type Lab. We got Christian. Hello. We got Alex. Howdy doody. And you know, we got Simon. Psycho Gundam. Tesca say. I've been waiting a little over a week and a half to drop that. Um, but yeah, incredible. I'm, ex- I'm excited to be here. Today we are going to cover episodes 13 through 24 of Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam. Wow. We really did it. We are recording again. It's been a minute, guys. Are you guys excited to talk about Gundam? Maybe get back in the swing of things. I, like, am just so excited because it's been a minute since, like, some new characters that I've really liked been, um, have that, or it's been a minute since some new characters that I like have been introduced. It's kind of just been, like, a lot of, like, the same protagonists that, um, I've kind of been seeing from the first, uh, installation of the Gundam series, Mm -hmm. but I feel like this block of episodes introduced a character that was really, really different and, like, made me excited for the rest of the show. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But Absolutely. we will talk about that all in due time. That's my little precursor to the episode. But yeah, I think it like kind of rejuvenated me a little bit because I was like, I definitely felt like I was doing the same dance over and over. And like, it was fine because it was, you know, like, you know, really cool, like mecha animation and stuff. But it definitely felt a little tedious. But I was like, I don't know. There's just such good fashion choices in this chunk. There was such good setting i don't know i like mm-hmm. cannot wait to talk about new hong hong like i love that shit like that was so fucking cool yeah um and yeah but anyway i do think I, I was like super pleased with how this episode split like i feel like every time we split these episodes into blocks they work out so well and i think at the yeah. beginning and ending of this block we get two very we get like a very distinct period in mm-hmm. the show mm-hmm. like before this we are leading up to the reintroduction of our old friends and that's like what i kind of want to start talking about like in episode mm-hmm. 13 we are finally kind of given the satisfaction of seeing amuro yeah Raubo. the kids the kids are back the kids are back and they're a little they're like, older and they're not as annoying and i kind of like them to be honest yeah. um, um what was uh what's the one that Oh, wait, no, Hayato's son. Kotz. Kotz. Kotz? He wasn't one of the kids, though. He right? was. He was. Yeah, he was one of the kids. He's a foster kid. Or, oh, yeah, yes, that's right. Son. That's right. Yeah. He, okay, cool, 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 cool. Because I was going to say, like, one of the kids got a lot of screen time during this chunk. Like, yeah. Kotz was, I'd say, like, a major character during um this little block, which was, like, kind of fucked up. Because, like, looking back, like, he was such a little stinker. But, I don't know, yeah. it's going to be good. I, like, really... I found myself having to remind myself that he was on white base for the one year war. Like he mm-hmm. ha- has like so much experience. Like when he's talking to Camille um, later, I think it's episode 14. And he's like, yeah, I was like on the white base. Like I hung out with Amro all the time on the white base. And the Camille's like, what the fuck? Like you're <laughs> yeah. like younger than me. What were you doing there? It's just like kind of like weird thing that like these kids are introduced like reintroduced and well yeah i don't know we, we, we'll get into yeah, we'll get into kid it who's like mad good at like world of warcraft it's like it's literally like yeah it's like it's like if 
um fucking cast was like like this insane like player in world of warcraft and camille just like kind of comes in like at the like the last second being like what the fuck like you have so much experience but you're this yeah. tiny kid what the fuck is going on mm-hmm. um so yeah we can just go ahead and jump into it uh let's get on to episode 13 shuttle launch the founder of the Titans, Jamatov Hyman, travels to space after learning about the Ayug's invasion of Jaburo. Back on Earth, Amuro is surprised by Frau Bo, now Frau Kobayashi, along with Katz, Letts, and Kika. The kids! The kids are back! Amuro believes he is being watched and he's careful to make any moves in support of the rebellion, but Katz skewers Amuro, accuses him of being a coward for refusing to take part in the war. <laughs> um... Okay, Alex, how did you feel about the reunion of Frau and Amaro? I mean, I'm excited to see them both back. I'm yeah. happy about the ship that did come to be. Do you do you like the pairing off that happened with? We got like a little bit in, in 0079. They yeah. kind of alluded to like Hayato being like, "Hey, what's up, Frau Bo?" Like at the yeah. very end. But like, like it was a tiny cutscene, so it was yeah. interesting to see that I... come to fruition. <laughs> I mean, I love it because Fabro deserved happiness. Like, I agree. Yeah, she was <laughs> like Amro was such a fucking fuckboy the entire time that she got to move on. Right. Definitely, yeah. And I'm I think so happy she took so the kids clear. too. Yeah. I think yeah. I feel like that's a really cool. I mean, we've seen Mirai and Bright. Obviously, they got married and they have kids, um, and that was revealed in the last block of episodes. But I think it was really cool to see. Frabo come back. I was like a little thrown off by her voice because the new voice actor um, for her was just like it's just like very adult, which is not what I was used to. Right. Um, and then of course we've already talked about the kids a little bit, but seeing the kids, I did love the scene where Katz was just like taking Amaro down a peg, and he's just like, "Dude, you just sit here in your fucking mansion." Like all the things we talked about last episode. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Dude, you fucking you're living off your Instagram money, your brand deals. But, like, like Amaro played it, like, so cool. Like, I just, like, I, um, whenever, when I was watching that, I kind of, like, equated it to, like, whenever I was, like, working in customer service and there was a customer that was just, like, tearing me a new one for seemingly no reason and I had to just be like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's a great point. Like, thank you so much for bringing that up. I'll, like, definitely look into that in the future. Like, Amaro was just like, shut the fuck up. Shut up, you. He's trapped at a new type lab, is that right? Is there kind of surveilling him and studying him? Is that what's going on? I couldn't exactly tell what the situation... Because he he talks about new trainees coming, and I kind of picked up... I watched this episode a second time, and I was kind of picking up on it a little bit more, because the first time I was just like, Frabo's back, oh, the kids! Like, oh, Mm -hmm. wild. And then the second time around, you know, already getting used to them being in the show, I was like, wait, he works for the Earth Federation. He's like, he says new trainees are coming in all the time. And he's obviously worried about his his uh, butler and people watching right. him. But I couldn't pick up exactly on what he was doing. Uh, right, I, yeah, they, yeah. Don't, they don't really <laughs> say anything specifically. They just kind of allude to it. He's in a fucking, like, TikTok house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can we just talk Except about for- how... Hayato is the short king of the show. Oh, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> he's we a have, boss, man. Po- yeah, we need to respect our short king and Hayato. Yeah. And he's like really had a glow up. Huge. And as a fellow Hayato... short person, 
That, that, that was just, like, the most satisfying thing the I saw. The sharpest angles I've ever seen. I love the shape of his head, and I love how he's just as wide as he is tall. He's truly just this stout motherfucker. Dude, he's, he's built. He's, like, all the reasons why I love Gimli. Like, yeah. he's, like, he, like Hayato could easily um, be one of the dwarves. He's but, got a great outfit, yeah. a super sharp haircut. Man, he's he's looking good. Yeah, yeah he, he got the girl. He got the fade. He's got the girl. He's got the He got built. And also, he, like, looks less... Like, remember in 0079, he just looked like a baby? Like, <laughs> yeah. he looked very weird. But he definitely looks like a baby that got, like, put on, like, growth hormones and had to eat within the <laughs> he course He still has of, a baby like... face a little bit. Yeah, definitely. yeah. He looks like he looks like a kind of a fucked up baby, but we love to see it. But although it's so... only eight years since the one-year war, so he's still still a young guy. Yeah, how old is he? Is he, like, younger than me? Is he, like, 25? Yeah. He has Let's to see. be. He was probably, what, 15 during the one-year war? Maybe. Oh, so like okay, so Hayato. How old are all of you? <laughs> Hayato wins a war, has three foster kids, gets married, and I just have a fucking podcast about an anime. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, this bullshit. Yeah, Hayato's uh, been grinding. I, I need to make some life grinding. changes. Yeah, keep your eye out for three kids. That's annoying at the time. Uh, so meanwhile, at, as um. As Fraubo and Amuro are reunited, Hayato leads Quattro, Camille, and the others to a spaceport so that they can launch back into space, leaving Earth. Uh, a message from Kai arrives, warning Hayato that Lieutenant Quattro is actually Shar Aznable. So Kai actually refuses to work in uh, junction with him. Suddenly, a new mobile suit squad approaches the Buren platoon, and Camille and Quattro are forced to stay behind as some of the other white base faction uh, go back to space. Um, so yeah, this is actually a pretty like action-packed episode, and we're also introduced to the Buren platoon, who are going to be the ones pretty much following throughout this entire Earth uh, operation. Um, but mm. I do think th- the, bi- the biggest thing for me is just that reunion of Frau and Amro. I felt like that's, to me, what was the most poignant part of this episode yeah, the biggest absolutely. highlight for sure absolutely christian do you think that katz's argument against amuro was legitimate do you think that amuro is failing the people around him by doing what he's doing uh you know not necessarily i think i think you know probably within the paradigm of the show yeah sure but you know if i'm gonna put myself in amuro's shoes Right, he's he fought and won the war almost single handedly, right? The one year war. Mm-hmm. He's constantly being surveilled, right? He's he's probably had enough of all of this, right? He the last thing he wants to do is probably get in a cockpit and start killing people again. So I totally get where he's coming from. He's like, dudes, there's other people to fight this fight. I'm not I'm not a part of this anymore. Like Mm-hmm. And, like, he probably feels, like, remorse for what he did to, like, a large extent because, like, he had to be, like, part of, like, you know, this, like, horrible war effort that, like, definitely wasn't, like, you know, super clean cut and black and white right. and, like, good and bad. Like, I can't think of any specific examples right now, but I feel like Amro's morality probably got questioned at more than one point um, mm-hmm. during the first, like, you know, block or the first season of Mobile Suit Gundam. Um, where he was, like, you know, the protagonist, but 
I don't know. I kind of wish that, like, when I saw that he retired off into this, like, you know, mansion in the mountains, I was kind of happy for him because I'm like, so few people, so few, like, main characters get to just be, like, simply forgotten about. You right. Know? Like, Amuro kind of doesn't get that luxury, but I don't know. I guess that's anime for you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I get it. kind of feels like. Prep. Yeah, I kind of feel like the language wasn't quite there yet in the time that this was made to say that like maybe Amuro has PTSD maybe he's like yeah and you kind of see it in the way that he's like but it it's not treated in a very serious way that his, he's like kind of limp dick attitude towards helping and he's very like hesitant to try to help um and I feel like you know that could be he saw some fucked up shit and he had to kill a lot of people and you know the only thing they really mention is Lala's death yeah, the yeah. fact that he killed Lala, but I feel like he did a lot of crazy stuff. So I wouldn't be surprised if he has like a lot of struggles that aren't necessarily targeted in the actual language of the show. And yeah, it's also like this weird thing of like I don't know. I feel like I definitely am feeling this a lot now, but it's kind of this um this trope in a lot of like I think like anime and action from this time to like the desire to want to be like the main character and have like all this action happen to you. Like, right now, like, I feel like I kind of just want to, like, sit back and, like, have that be okay. But, like, watching, like, you know, shows like this, it's kind of, like, reinforcing this idea of, like, you need to be the main character of your own story. And you need to, like, kind of become the centerpiece of whatever, you know, is happening around you. Which is, like, for me, I'm like, oh, I wish Amuro could just, like, retire back and, like, not do Dude, anything. I want, I just like, want oh, Amuro, I want to see him, like, size alive, day to day, just chilling in the mansion. You know, I want to see heaven. like a Jersey Shore Love Island type thing that like takes. I want okay, The Bachelor, but Amuro is the host. Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my god! No. Okay. Okay. Hear me the fuck out. Okay. So, Amuro's the host. Okay. Mm-hmm. The Bachelor is um RX seventy eight. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, either an assortment of Gundam pilots or a ton of beautiful women come to his, like, apartment. And, like, they all get voted out one by one. But they have to take RX-78 out on little dates. Yeah. Um, I love that. Okay. TM, TM. Nobody's allowed to take this idea. (laughs) Anyway, continue. Simon, if you mail it to yourself, then I think it's Mm -hmm. officially fine. So Yes, of course. Yes, of course. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, So we'll jump into episode 14. Amaro flies again. The Earth Federation pilot... Rosmia uh, Bottom joins Buren's platoon in, ca- in chasing Hayato and co. They engage in battle above a residential area. Camille and Quattro are able to fight them off. Meanwhile, Amaro con- uh, is convinced to join the war effort by Kotz and escapes along with Kotz by hijacking a military aircraft. The two are heading to assist the AE. Buren's platoon makes a quick second attack and are met uh, again by Camille and Quattro, but the unexpected arrival of Amuro and Katz turns the battle in the Ayug's favor. Um, I, I honestly, the only note I have for this is why didn't they kiss? When Quattro uh, and Amuro are reunited in this in the sky, flying with the mobile suits, just give them a little kiss. Take that helmet off. Give them a little peck. Kiss them on the lips. Like, yeah. like if you kiss your homies Gundams, like that's cool. Like that's not like like that's not like. Like, if you make your Gundams kiss, like, it's cool. We're still good, you know? Mm. Like, you can have, like, a loving relationship, but still on the weekends go off with your homies and, like, you know, 
touch your Gundam's butts, but I don't know. They decided that that was a bit too much for their relationship at this time right now. Uh, my my head canon oh. is that when they sense each other telepathically, it's just their minds kissing. Ooh, Ooh I like love Avatar. Yeah. Like Avatar. Yeah, they yeah. Avatar each other. Like Avatar. All right. Okay. All right. I, I'm gonna say that that is canon for me. It's canon so that they Avatar each other. <clears throat> but in all seriousness, I did. You know, this moment where Amaro and Shark can sense each other, I feel like is kind of a tender moment and kind of displayed this like anti masculine kind of thing where these two people, you know, even though they were fighting, they still care about each, care about each other quite a bit. Um, so I actually really like that moment. Um, Alex, what did you think about that reunion? I, I loved it. It's, I, it's, I hate to say that I like Char so much now, but I do. So. <laughs> Have you seen with him? I'm just, for the most part, pretty happy with. I wish he was the main character of this show, honestly. I, yeah. He kind of is, yeah. I agree. in a way. I will I will say that we, yeah, we talked about this in the last episode, where that he is the first person we ever see. Yeah. The only reason that he's not the main character is that we have, like, four episodes coming up that he does not appear. Yeah. And I think that that's a big thing. Um that kind of goes against him and those episodes in my opinion were some of my least favorite but i you know i agree that that char should be the main character and you know what alex i'm just glad that you've come around as much as i would like to to, to hate on you for it, yeah. it i mean it's just like it is what it is he's the best character and it's very rare in life to see like this concrete growth in a person <laughs> yeah. yeah like alex we're all really proud of you. our <laughs> listeners have been able to listen to it in real time <laughs> I'm just gonna just make a compilation of like Alex slowly like 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 coming around to like it in rapid succession and it's gonna be jarring. Oh, uh, sharring. Um, oh, God. Anyway, there you go. All right, uh, all right. Point one, Michael. Point zero, Simon. Let's go. All right, Christian. What did you think of our new um, antagonist, Rosami Bottom? Uh, she had a nice bottom. Uh, no. Uh. <laughs> Uh, I, <laughs> I did have to double check that that's how they say her name because I was like, that doesn't seem like a real name Badam? in the show, but Badam? I guess it is. Badam. Hello. Badam. Badam. Uh, I thought she was cute, you know? That was powerful. I kind of wish... I wasn't asking... <laughs> <she's cute. laughs> I mean, like, okay, like, 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 we're the last two people in the world and, like, we have to reproduce, like... <laughs> Okay. Like my hands are tied. Like Christian, that's <laughs> We don't get a lot of screen time with her, do we? She just kinda pops in as uh she I she made a she made a real impression on me. And I mean it it appears that she's a cyber new type and I think that's where the idea of a cyber new type right. is introduced. But for me I found her to be a very compelling character because with her arc we hear her say some really like very odd things about the Ayug and their ideas and Buren, our other antagonist that we're introduced to, he's like basically telling her that what she believes is wrong, even though it's her driving force. She thinks the Ayug is trying to destroy the earth and trying to like make the sky fall. Oh on the earth. yes. Okay. And, this. And yeah. And so to me, I was like, that's a very, it's a, like a nice insight into the cyber new type thing. Right. Obviously they're, preying on people's fears and trying to make them, you know, kind of brainwash them to feel a certain way. Um, so I found her, I found Ro- Rosamie very compelling. Um, and it's kind of, 
it's a nice it's kind of a nice introduction to that idea before we get four in our later episodes yeah oh i cannot wait but it, it is interesting that Rosami got to keep the name Rosami, but then they just renamed four, <laughs> four. number four. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't work. <laughs> well, I wonder if yeah. be- maybe Rose Rosami, yeah. I wonder if she kept too much of her personality and uh, her past identity, and maybe the Titans felt like that was going to be a problem. So for later cyber new types, they stripped them down further to make them more manipulable. Probably. That's just a theory. That's some more canon that I really like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so episode 15 is Katz's sortie. Rosamie appears to be a cyber new type, and Buren is confused and intrigued by her behavior. Meanwhile, Amuro gets reacquainted with Hayato, Camille, and Katz. Um, Amuro is finally left her alone with Quattro, who tells him that Amuro's current lacking spirit serves only to help the Titans. Kind of you know, echoing what Katz was saying. Mm-hmm. Even Cam- mm-hmm. even Camille is let down by Amro's depressing attitude and runs off as they talk. Uh, the crew is introduced to a pilot, Beltachica, a messenger from Hickory, which is a uh, basically a rebellion base. She tells mm-hmm. them that the Hickory shuttle is capable of sending three mobile suits into space, and she acts particularly interested in Amro. Um, while they're being attacked again by Rosami, Katz steals the Gundam Mark II to fight off Rosami. Uh, he cannot fight her off, but with the help of Amro and Quattro, she's defeated and she ejects before blowing up. Um, this is this this episode is the Amro has a limp dick episode. He just is mm-hmm. such a sad sack in this such episode. Still, my big it's note so for weird this to see like Amro getting dunked on so bad, yeah. like while having a whole series about how like badass he is, you know, like, exactly. I don't. Know. I'm sorry, I'm the hero of the year one war, but I guess that that doesn't <laughs> yeah. mean shit anymore. Well, but the thing is, he doesn't even like stick up for himself. Like I don't know. I think the real problem with him this episode is just he's been what like eight years without someone reminding him to eat food. So he, he's sad because he's, he's so hungry. Angry. Just, I was, he's probably really hungry. I was gonna say that so hungry. One of my notes for the show is why does everyone seem like they're on the edge of a massive breakdown? Everybody mm-hmm. like just seems so like ready to just run away and I don't know, just like scream at each other. It's a very right. weird way of talking to it's each a very other. Very emo show. Very very emo. Um. Hold on to that. Hold on to that take. <laughs> <laughs> should do you guys? Should we have the Bel- Beltachica discussion now, mm. or should we hold it for later? Uh oh, I feel so strongly about her. Yeah, we'll we'll get to it later. Can I tell you the the most disappointing thing that's happened in the show was when we're getting introduced, reintroduced to all of our favorite characters, and then a blonde haired person flies into the. Uh, into their base and it's not Sayla. I was pissed. I know. At first I was like, yeah. Oh my god, it's Sayla and it's like Bell Torchica, who the fuck is this? <laughs> well, it's like she's so thirsty for Amaro uh, in the midst disgusting. of everybody else being like wanting to dunk on him so bad. It's just like such a w- it's like it's almost like the like creator of Amaro like snuck into the writer's room and like quickly flip through the script and they're like what the fuck they're tearing my guy apart like but like i'll just do a couple annotations here to like make him seem super hot and super wantable and like they just wrote in this belt top belt how do you pronounce it belt Bel- 
Yeah. It's also, yeah, a very weird name. Yeah. I think she's supposed to be kind of Russian, maybe? Who knows? Something like that. I kind of picked up on, like, yeah, like, European vibes. Maybe, like, Swedish or something. I don't know. Mayhaps, mayhaps. Uh, episode 16, Through the Haze of Darkness. The Aldumula heads for Hickory Spaceport so that Quattro, Camille, and now Cats can leave for space under the cover of fog. Beltachica confronts Amro, telling him that she understands the reason for his fears and anxieties, and they share a kiss. <gasps> Quattro appears and tells Amro that he should join the Ayug in space, but Amro is still traumatized by his involvement in the death of Lala, and he can't bring himself to return to space. Durin is close behind them and launches a final attack against the Adumla and forces Camille and Amro to stay behind and defend as Quattro and Katz escape to space. Durin is killed. Um, uh, yeah, a lot of the same stuff, honestly. It's just more of Amro being kind of a sad sack and more of Beltachica just like trying to kind of big him up a little bit. Yeah. yeah. I think in this episode, she basically says, it's like, it's like my duty to make you be the man that you're supposed to be. Which I just I hate that, that was message so, so disgusting. much. Yeah. Oh, like, it's such oh. a bummer. God. Yeah. Yeah. Every once in a while, the show will let you down like that. It's like, ew. Alex, how do you feel about Lala's kind of her death, like kind of shadowing over this series? And I, I don't know. Were you happy to kind of hear her name said? You know, kind of a reminder of the first series. Uh, I don't know. Happy. I think. I mean, I enjoy that. It's like really driving home this idea that he's traumatized from killing her mm-hmm. and like yeah it's it's okay that she was what the second or first new type known outside of Amro. like it really does kind of like foreshadow a lot of what the rest of the Gundam universe is going to be like we only have three characters that are true new types plus the uh cyber new type with the uh, What's her face? Rosemia. Yeah, Rosemia. 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 Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, yeah, it's good that she did it, and I'm yeah, like she has to play an important role if we're talking about like seeing new types become like prominent in the wars. Well, okay. To call back to the very first episode, doesn't um, when I feel like Char senses Camille. Remember when Camille's like yeah. in that transport mm-hmm. and he like feels something because Char is nearby, and Char's mm-hmm. in his uh I think in his mobile suit or something and he he actually has a conversation with Lala. Am I am I going crazy? I um I don't think he had I a, think conversation. a conversation with Lala. I think he mentions her yeah. briefly at some point when he's uh flying. I think it's like when he's closer to Earth maybe. I don't remember exactly. That'd be an interesting thing to look back on. Yeah. Uh, maybe before the second half of the episode. But he definitely senses Camille early and he mistakes Camille for Amaro. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember that. Like, at the ver- it was like the, one of the very first scenes. I need to rewatch the first episode because it almost seemed like he was having a dialogue with her, which would be a really cool thing, which would mean that new types kind of exist in the afterlife in each other's minds, mm-hmm. which would be extremely cool. I feel like that, I feel like that was confirmed. And that was kind of like yeah. the Star Wars Force Ghost, you yeah, know, like, that, mm-hmm. like exactly that, but... definitely. Because I think that even I think part of the reason why Amro does not want to go back to space 
it, he says it's because I don't like that feeling of weightlessness. Mm. And Quattro mm. then responds with, that's because Lala's there. Like, yeah. Lala's in space. That's why you're afraid. And I feel like yeah. that's, like, pretty compelling. Also, like, I, I feel like it's really interesting to keep that thread from a show that you made, I think, what, what was it, like, five years in between the first series and the second series? Uh-huh. Or something around there so it's just like interesting that they kept that considering that it doesn't seem like they were entirely happy with the first series to begin with Mm -hmm. Um, but i really like that uh that they kept lala as a character the idea of her kind of haunting over amro i feel like that's just like a very interesting thing for a cartoon to do not only she haunts over shara just as much as well it's like like, yeah it's like really is what tied them together at the beginning and really what kind of is ultimately the biggest tie of them now mm-hmm. definitely it's like Shar is definitely more comfortable with the fact that they were all in love with each other but amaro is just like less comfortable with it which makes him like a little bit <laughs> yeah he's like more hesitant about the, the fact idea. that they all loved yeah. each other <laughs> what did you feel about when amaro said i don't like the weight business and then Shar responds with uh it's kalala's there do you think Shar was acknowledging what amaro was actually saying or just calling him out I think he's calling him out i think he's saying you're full of shit i think he's saying you are copping out to the fact that what's really scaring you about space is this thing that you did and to, to me it wasn't that like i think amaro is just trying to play it off we have to remember that amaro is still while he seems adult he's still like probably only 23 or 25 you know yeah. and he so he has <laughs> a lot of he has like a lot of baggage considering his I age i feel like that's like once an episode we always just are like remember the main characters of this show are like 12 and then <laughs> yeah. Yeah. keep moving forward in what we're doing yeah in comparison to camille he's an adult but he's not really because <laughs> uh, i took armoros i what he said it's only weightless this not a, like physically like the lack of weight because of gravity but like being a new type in his space like like the weightlessness is him not being tied to his own body and that's why he's afraid cause... i like that read yeah, if like you're not tied to your body, and he knows that Lala's out there, that's why I think Charles kind of acknowledging it because I think, it, like, he was acknowledging what Amro was saying and knowing that he didn't mean it like physically, but more mentally. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, we can jump into episode seventeen, Hong Kong City. The Titan ship, the Sudori, is now completely under command of Ben Woodard. He requests backup from the New Type Laboratory. They receive a new black mobile suit the Psycho Gundam, as well as a new cyber new type pilot, 4. The Adumla heads to Hong Kong City so that they can resupply. While in Hong Kong, Amuro runs into Mirai and her children, Hathaway and Shiraman. The Psycho Gundam, piloted by 4, engages in a fight in the middle of the city, and Camille and the Gundam Mark II um, fight off the Psycho Gundam in downtown Hong Kong. Uh, Camille... Amuro and Mirai all sense a foreboding telepathic power coming from the Psycho Gundam. The fight causes catastrophic damage to the surroundings. For some reason, though, Four hesitates to shoot down two unmanned Nimmo units sent by Hayato as reinforcements. As the battle goes on, Four gets more and more uneasy as she experiences psychotic, psychic sensations being uh, uh, emitted from Camille's mind as he pushes forward. Unable to stand these feelings any longer, four retreats angrily. All right, Simon, I need your thoughts on the Psycho Gundam. I think the Psycho Gundam is very, very cool. I like his name a lot, and I like that 
I um I like that it like complements four because four is like the only one that can like pilot the psycho Gundam. Um, I think in like a future episode, somebody else tries to pilot the psycho Gundam, and they're like kind of four is like no, like only I can handle it. So I really like it's kind of um, I don't know. It kind of I really like the trope in a lot of things. It's kind of like Diva in Overwatch, where it's just this like you know kind of like you know small figure, just very kind of like cutesy person like piloting this like incredibly powerful machine um so i really like like the character building of four with the psycho gundam of like you know four we kind of in future episodes we kind of see that like she's just like you know this teenage girl that is just like fed up with like all this stuff she has to do and really just wants to i don't know i just like i love four so much like all of her fashion all of her like, all the shit she says, she's so fucking emo, but then she, um, just, like, pilots this, like, so, it's, like, super powerful Psycho Gundam, and just can, like, no-scope everybody, it's just, like, it's, like, the cool emo girl that, like, drives the, like, old-school, like, Jeep Wrangler, you know, it's, like, fuck, it's, like, cool, it's, like, this person is cool as shit, and you could never hang with her, it's, like, it's, like she's, like, so far out of she's your so league, so out of reach, man, you know, yeah, but I love 4, I love Psycho Gundam, also, it's like a cool fucking mech. I don't know. It's a new you, design, and I like it. That's interesting. I thought the design was kind of funky. Like it's like when it's flying around, it just looks like a big old block. Yeah, it's just like a yeah. big square. And it's kind of like it's kind of ugly, and then it's just like yeah. like I got arms and legs now. Yeah. It's just like what is this <laughs> thing? <laughs> Mike Wazowski Gundam. <laughs> and then like yeah, and then it's like it's like fucking massive too. It's so it's big. Huge. It's too yeah. big. Yeah. It's huge, and they try to deploy it Hong Kong City. And it's, like, it's bigger than all of the buildings. It's a little bit, uh, I don't know, to me, I think it's a little bit of a jump at the shark kind of thing. Like, with the design, it's just like, we gotta make them bigger. Like, you, yeah. you can't just keep making them bigger, and then you just have Gundams that are massive. Right, but I do right. feel like, at, so at first I was a little bit thrown off, but I did kind of grow to like it um, mm-hmm. as the show goes on. I think you grow to like it because you kind of see that it's like, it's it's this kind of um like mythical entity and that like not everyone can wield it you know it's like if yeah. the if like king arthur's sword was like really like gross looking like it doesn't matter but like because it's this you know mythical entity in this other in this other respect you know well i think mm-hmm. i don't know if we get it in this episode but it kind of hints at the the combat system like the gundam itself has a little bit of influence on four which is kind of interesting it has a life mm-hmm. of its own a little bit. Right. Definitely. I like yeah, I I agree that that is the to me that's the most compelling part of Psycho Gundam is the fact that it that seems to have this like way that it wants to be right. and it's driving right. it's driving for to make these decisions. And I feel like that was really cool. Although yeah. the design to me is just like yeah. a little funny. But <laughs> I did like even as much as like I kind of like think it's goofy looking i also kind of still love it and i did try and find one to build uh, as a yeah. gunpla and i did they do have high grade but they look just god off <laughs> like the they look just fucking miserable yeah. to play with or not to play with but to like even they build just it's build. just like massive pieces it's just like <laughs> like the run, like there's oh like not even a lot of runners yeah <laughs> did you find any uh. that would transform I don't know if it transforms or not, to be honest. I, I couldn't get enough information. But it, it did look... I was, like, very hi- highly considering, fu- like, buying one. And I was, like, it would look massive on my shelf. Because... And Abigail would make me throw it away, probably. <laughs> <laughs> throw it away. 
But uh, Alex, my I had a question for you, which is that I was wondering if you were enjoying these episodes because there's no Shar or Quattro, but we kind of already addressed this. You're now you're now a Shar simp. You love Shar. I'm not a Shar simp. I am a Shar stand. That's uh... a. <laughs> I I sit for certain clear. people on this show. Shar is not one of them yet. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there was what twenty more episodes, and I've changed so much in fourteen, fifteen. So yeah, I'm glad to hear it. Did you guys catch how Mirai absolutely hates Delta Chica in this episode? Yes, I loved that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Beltoxica just continues to be. We'll get to it, but she's very frustrating in this episode when they go to when they find Mirai at like the customs office or wherever they are. It's like she's so frustrating. I got two takes for. Right. We're gonna break in. Uh, a, I only can think of her as Belt or Chick. Like <laughs> it's just the only way I can Belt or Chick. Yeah, the only way I can <laughs> pronounce her name in my head. It's it's the hardest yeah. name to say. And so second take. Simon, doesn't Psycho Gundam sound like a new metal Gundam-themed band? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Psycho, yeah, Psycho Gundam is like... Psycho Gundam sounds like a Deep House DJ that only plays shows under, like, highway overpasses that, like, wears a fucking, like, marshmallow head, but it's just, like, a huge Gundam head. And it's like... Oh, bro, like, are you going to the new Psycho Gundam set? It's like, yeah, I'm taking Molly before. I did just try and find out if there were any new metal-themed Gundam bands. There are not. So if you are a new metal Gundam-themed band, please let me know, because I will buy everything you've ever made. Someone out there, please. There's the nichest audience. (laughs) That's a corner of the market that somebody's just not penetrating. Like the new metal Gundam fans. Yeah. You know, it might not be a large market, but I can guarantee I am in the market. <laughs> uh, episode 18, Mirai Captured. Four, who has run off uh, of her ship, finds Camille and engages him in a friendship. Meanwhile, Ben Woodard gives the AU an ultimatum. If they don't hand over the Aldumla in 24 hours, the Titans will open fire indiscriminately on the city of New Hong Kong and kill their hostages, who's Mirai and her two children. Four and Camille part uh, ways to their respective sides, and Camille works with Amaro to rescue Mirai and her children. Um, this was the beginning of the friendship-slash-love interest of Four and Camille. Uh, uh. What, is that, what does everybody think? Do, I, like, I like this kind of star-crossed lovers, different sides... Uh, kind of thing i feel like it's really like kind of fun to be honest yeah or i like how like four is like one of the first things she said to camille was like i like your name and camille's like oh, boy, oh he what? instantly I became like a, he like instantly that. became a simp that moment yeah no it's so good <laughs> and four's fits are so good like the yeah. big sweater with like i don't know mm-hmm. it's just like it i feel like her character is like a lot of people are like dressing like I know like I like a lot of my wardrobe reflects that of like four at this point so I, I feel like that that wardrobe is coming back that that style she probably could yeah. pull that off today if she wanted to but I think I like the relationship so much um because it is like it encaptures that like high school romance that like emo music seems to like put on this pedestal 
of like you know it's like oh like if you're only, a cyber like, new type yeah <laughs> you're controlled you, by the government you control a psycho a gundam cyber new type i was part of the au <laughs> nothing could keep us apart like, um, romeo but, yeah. <laughs> romeo juliet like, but like all but like even just like the like I don't it's just like this this aesthetic of like it's like oh after high school we like you know go through the streets of New Hong Hong and did you do you remember um uh Camille's motorcycle that he rode yeah it was so cool it's just like like going to meet up with your like cyber new type GF in New Hong Hong is like such a good look and I was like I wrote down I want um because they they drove past like a coffee shop in New Hong Hong that just looked like so vibes like it's i don't know this these episodes were everything i loved about like studio ghibli movies of like that just like i i don't know some artists sat down and like manufactured this beautiful city mm. in their mind mm. just full of like you know these cars that just fit perfectly in and like you know this when like when uh uh amuro or not amuro camille and um four were like behind that chain link fence just like it was just, oh. like so I, I loved I love that little it. moment where she's like running along the fence just by herself and Camille's just watching her. <laughs> it was yeah. a little derpy, yeah. but I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Oh man. But all it took for Camille was for her to say that she liked his name and that was it. Yeah. It's all mm-hmm. he's been waiting for this entire his whole life. There's just anyone to be like Camille's all right. Like it's not that bad. And he's like, oh, oh, I love you. Fuck. <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> I feel such um, a one great thing I connection to note... you. <laughs> one thing I did want to note is that Mirai's son is named Hathaway, and later, either this year or early next year, we're getting a new series called Mobile Suit Gundam Hathaway. Oh. So I believe it'll follow his story um that's but cool. something yeah it'll be cool that we'll get to like probably watch that like not that long after it comes out if we yeah. survive <laughs> what like, streaming platform is gundam like like released on nowadays you know that's a good probably question multiple, they have like right? there's yeah there's like i think one of them is on netflix um yeah a lot of them are on hulu so eighth ms team zero zero that's cool iron-blooded orphans some are on Crunchyroll. um wings Not that many, though. yeah somewhere on crunchyroll and then gundaminfo.com carries some of them mm-hmm. as well but anyway that is it for the first half of the episode we are going to take a break and we'll be right back bye yeah. Hello listeners, it's Michael here. I just wanted to step in real quick and say thank you for listening to our show. We are happy to have you and we appreciate you so much. If you are enjoying the show, please leave us a rating and review. That really helps us. And if you want to interact with us at all, you can send us an email to gundamihardlyknowem at gmail.com. We would love to get some feedback and maybe even read some stuff on the show. Anyway, see you soon. And we're back. Wow. Did I scare you? Did I surprise you? And we're back. <laughs> I scared myself. I just did a lot of code. Holy shit, watch and out. We're, we're back. back. <laughs> we're back. 
Get in the Gundam. <laughs> Get on the fucking ground. We're back to this Gundam podcast. <laughs> and we all have guns now. No. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. The show has changed while we were gone. <laughs> I'm getting ready for the election. I just bought a bunch of guns. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Well, welcome back. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Um, Simon, I heard you have a game for us. Oh. Tell us about it. Let's do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, well, I think that it was the scene in which um Camille and uh um four were just like um behind the picket fence, just kind of like reminiscing on all the thing on all the things that they found frustrating about life. And um, I noticed that all of their dialogue um sounded like a lot of the music that I listened to, and I listened to like almost exclusively emo music. So we're gonna kind of hop into the classic game of is this a Gundam quote or is this a Mom Jeans lyric? So, <laughs> do you all know who the band Mom Jeans? I is? don't actually. I'm familiar. Okay, so they're that that is completely okay. Um, they're great. They're they're fine. Um, but <laughs> they're fine. They're, like, they're, but they're, do, they're, they're like, doing they're okay. Kinda, yeah, they're kind of famous for like they're like very like you know like emo just like. I don't like I my favorite like I really like Marietta they're like you know a lot of people listen to them the same but they're like the very quintessential like Midwest emo um right genre of music which has a lot of kind of like whiny uh high school like feel bad for me lyrics which is a lot of what this episode did so what I want to do is I was going to I played it a little bit uh, with my partner Emma like comparing the two and Emma's like no these are too good you just gotta like give them a lyric and say is this a mom jeans lyric um and maybe at this time we can uh I can uh whoever's editing I can recommend a little slice of a mom jeans song to put oh. in so you can kind of get the gist okay. for what their uh music sounds yeah. like um or is this a mobile suit Gundam lyric so. Uh, lyric. <laughs> um, <quote. laughs> um, so this mom is mom jeans the... or mobile suit. That's the mom one. jeans or mobile suit. That's so powerful. Mom jeans or mobile suit. The only thing, the only precursor I wanted to say is, like, I listened to the dub. So this is, like, what the dub said out loud, okay? okay. Because what the sub says sometimes, that from my understanding, what the subtitle is, is, like, the actual Japanese, like, kind of translated word for word. Um, The dub seems to do a little bit of kind of putting a Band-Aid over some of the unclarities and making it sound more like uh, English or American right. or what have you. Okay, so keep track your own score. I don't really care if you get them, but uh, basically, I'm just gonna go around and say if you think it's from a mom jean song or from um a Gundam song. Okay, so first one. What good is this city? What good is this city, anyways? My life is lost without these memories. What good are these new ones? Oh, okay. Right, who's that? I got my answer. Um, Alex, um, is this uh featured in a Midwest emo song, or is this actually from the uh song or the show that we've been watching? Oh, this is absolutely from Gundam. Okay, cool, Christian. That's I feel that's four talking. That's four. That's what that's okay. Zayden Michael. Suit. 
I agree. If that's if that's not four, then I'm gonna be very impressed by Mom Jeans, and Mom Jeans must be really inspired by the show. And in which case, we should definitely contact Mom Jeans and be like, "Hey, come on this podcast." Like you clearly yeah, can we do that regardless. <laughs> that was that was four. Okay. That was four talking um with Amaro. Okay, so now we're gonna do um. Okay. Yes. 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 With yes. Camille. <clears throat> Okay, so everybody got a point. So the next one is... Okay, yes, this one is good. Stop fooling around. Hurry up and put me out of my misery. Oh, I wish I'll never have to lose my, lose my memories of you. Is that Gundam or Mom Jeans? Oh. I mean, again, I want to say that's Gundam. Okay. Christian. My vote is Mom Jeans this time. Michael? Yeah... I don't remember somebody saying "put me out of my misery" because I don't know if they knew that each other were their enemies. I guess four did. I'm gonna say that's mom jeans. That's Gundam. Ooh, that one. Yes. Yes. God damn it! I hate it when Alex wins these. <laughs> okay. Here's the next one. Okay. I'm not scared of dying. I'm just overwhelmed. I love you more than I ever loved myself. Gundam or mom jeans? Oh my god, it's hard. That's mom jeans. Jean. Like Jean like G E N A G E N E or jeans like J E N. Mom jeans like pants that I put on that make me look like okay. my mom. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so again, um I'm not scared of dying. I'm just overwhelmed. I love you more than I ever loved myself. Uh sounds really toxic. No, uh I think that's mom jeans. Yeah, I'm going with mom jeans as well. Yes, that is mom jeans. Very good. Very good. Hell but yeah. we can see how that probably could be in Gundam, right? Oh, hell yeah. I don't know if they, yeah, I don't know if they would have said I love you. That's actually really true. That's like what kind of put it over the edge for me, and that's the only reason. But it, I could definitely see that as a Gundam right. dub line, definitely. Okay, wait. Or maybe maybe just one. not in that scene. Here's a good one. I have a whole lot of them written down, so I'm just good. like, again, moving forward, I will be recording um every quote that sounds way too sad, boy. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, oh, I'm getting kind of tired of facing all my fears at one time. Um, it's hard to believe that I'll be fine one day. Ooh. I am going to say that is Camille saying that. Okay. I think it's Gundam as well, but I think that's four saying that. Okay, okay. So you think it's Camille and you think it's four. Can I get it one more time? Yes, yes. Um, I'm getting tired of facing all my fears at one time. It's hard to believe that I'll be fine one day. Oh, I feel you. Mm, okay, I, I'm going mom. Yeah, chance. can I, I change my answer? Ahead. Yes. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay. Right. That one's mom jeans. Damn. That one is Damn mom yeah. jeans. <laughs> Michael's in the lead. Okay, no, we'll do. The lead. Um, wait, we'll do you, one What more. did you go with that for that one, Alex? I went with uh, Gundam with that one, but that's the first okay. one I got. No, wrong. did you get right, this so last one wrong? We're tied at three. No. No. Oh. This is the most competitive version of us playing. Okay, <laughs> let's do the let's do the final let's do the final one. Okay, okay. It's because of things like this. Things like this condemn me to suffer forever. Oh, 
Mm. Ooh, that's the best one. I'm going Gundam mm -hmm. on that. Christian? That's a... Gundam. Gundam. Alex? That is a mobile suit quote. Yes, that is a mobile suit quote. I'm realizing, it's like, a mid a modern-day Midwest emo band wouldn't use the word condemn. Like, I need to find one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, there's, oh, there was so many good ones. Um, oh, I almost want to do... Dude, give us one more. Give us one more. Okay. Yeah, we need, we need a tiebreaker still. Okay. Okay, and I don't want you to feel like I'm afraid of the truth. I didn't want you to feel like it was all your fault. Mm, this is a toughie. <laughs> I'm going to say mom jeans on this one. Okay. I actually agree with you, which sucks, because it's another, tie, or another <laughs> tie, but yeah, I think, I think it's mom jeans. Yeah, definitely mom jeans. That one is mom jeans. So... Uh... I'm gonna have to okay I've learned I think that like I there's a lot of like more juvenile wording that is used in Gundam that I think that I need to um implement for this game but thank you for playing through my first installation of what did we call it mobile, mobile suit or mom, suit or mom yeah mobile suit or mom jeans I think that I'm only going to get more powerful as I move on because there is mom jeans has a pretty big discography <laughs> in every single line of this could be fed into an AI to create Midwest emo. Um, what was some other ones? There was, oh, don't you realize only humans have a heart that feels shame? Um, yeah. That's a good one. Wait, what is I, that? Is that's that Gundam. Games? No, that's, that's Gundam. Gundam. Yeah. Hey, I'm telling you, man. Zeta is an emo show. Yeah. It yeah. is. It is very emo. Incredible. Thank you. Thank you, Simon. Yeah, that no was problem. Great. I can't wait to do more in the future. Props. Props. All right. Before we get into episode 19, I do think that we have kind of skimmed around the what I'll call the Beltoxica dilemma, which is why did they put such a bad character in the show? <laughs> <laughs> in Beltoxica on her own, to me, made these episodes very hard. What do you guys think? Like, is everyone on board with the fact that this is a very poorly written character? To be completely frank, I don't remember. I the with these or with these episodes, I don't remember her being as big of a character as you seem to make her out to be. And maybe that's because every scene that came up with her, I just kind of like disregarded. Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily that she's a big character. It's just that she's so grating every time she shows up. Like, she's always yeah. asserting herself where she doesn't need to be. And her, I don't know, everything about her I just dislike. Yeah, she seems like Gundam did, like, a fan giveaway of, like, if you win this <laughs> raffle, you'll be featured in our show. <laughs> and then, like, she won, so they had to write her in somehow, but she's just, like, so thirsty for everything that they're doing. Like, she doesn't have a lot of subtlety, you know? Yeah, exactly, yeah. She does definitely completely lack subtlety. And it's just the way, the way that she pairs off with Amuro so quickly, and then like tells him all of these things about himself was like the most, you know, no matter who, the you know who that person is, it's just a very toxic way to have a relationship. Yeah, it was like that kind of like classic thing of like I'm gonna fix a man, like this yeah. man needs fixing, and it's my responsibility. 
and it was impossible to watch for me. Like I just, I was very frustrated with it because a lot of the female characters in the show, I feel like, while definitely, definitely set in the time that they are in, they have a good amount of growth and like the they're not always beholden to the male characters right. around them, especially in Zeta. But she's a completely her whole character is based around her like. Wanting to be with that's Amuro, the only purpose that she serves. She doesn't do yeah. anything else except for help Amuro get back on his feet. That's it. Yeah, it's like <gasps> the writers need to give Amuro a partner because everyone who came back had one. Well, who do you think? Do you think that was as a result of like QA testing with like who watches the show? Like, do you think that like after like they're like, okay, like we've seen the demographics of who watches our show. The people who watch our show are, like, you know, horrible, toxic Reddit men from the 1990s. (laughs) Like, we gotta, like, really lean into that shit. Like, like, honestly, probably. They're, like, people who watch the show... This is, like, a very different culture, though. Yeah. I don't think we could really speak on it. I get what Simon's coming from, too, though. It feels like it's a, uh, this character is written, because Amro was the old protagonist, so... I'm sure most people watching just kind of put themselves in his shoes a bit. Be like, yeah, yeah like, I'm coming back, I'm coming back for <laughs> the story. Like, Gundam realized that they've created a generation of Amaros <laughs> who are just, like, a bunch of, like, you know, men who feel like they need to, like, save the world. And then they're like, no, 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 just find it to Tachika or whatever. But that's, like, horrible. That's, like, yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, she's fine. Within, like, within, like two episodes, we're, we're introduced to someone named Bill Tachika introduced to somebody named Four and somebody named Ben Wooder. Like, get, <laughs> yeah. get it straight. They just threw the names. They threw random words at a wall and picked them as names. Yeah. Like, yeah, they, the same show with somebody named Ben Woodard is not the same show as somebody with, whose name is Beltachica. It's yeah. just, it's a very different vibe. But totally. I, this is where I'm going to start my campaign, which is hashtag where's Sayla? Where's Sayla? Answer me. Ring. These fucking these fucking cowards. Answer me. Where's Sayla? I I don't understand. I want to sip, and I can't. She's not here. She's my favorite character from the first season. I I love Sayla. Er, I have no Sayla, and I must sip. (laughs) Like that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I love that. Uh, (laughs) the that is all. What is that little audio piece that you made, Michael? Oh, say something. I'm giving <laughs> up on you. Something. I'm giving up on you. <laughs> yeah, that was very powerful. Incredible. And just incredible stuff. I'm like really proud of proud of that. We'll splice it in <laughs> right, right there. Christian, I think I think you're gonna run us through episodes nineteen and twenty. Yeah, All I'll right? do my best. Uh, I wouldn't mind a little a little helping hand. Yeah, absolutely. Cinderella 4. So Camille learns that 4 doesn't have any memories and they share. What do you guys think about the. Well, okay, we'll get into it. I'll finish. The Adumala appears, uh, prepares to leave Hong Kong. And they share a what, Christian? A kiss. A smooch. A little smack on the lips. Uh, while the Adumala prepares to leave Hong Kong, while Ben Wooder attempts to pilot the Psycho Gundam. Four takes over piloting, and Camille and Amuro are forced to fight against her. And things get a little haywire in this episode. Yeah, I feel like this episode I don't is not 
too memorable other than like i rem i just remember like ben wooder exiting the gundam inside an apartment like uh like a, <laughs> a, a like it was like an exploded out apartment building and then four just like hijacks the gundam and flies off and i was just left in, i was like left wondering like how the fuck is he gonna get home? Like, he's, just, like, <laughs> he's in the middle just of, like, bombed him. out New Hong Kong, and he's just, like, all he has to think of himself is, like, I couldn't pilot the spaceship, and now I have to walk all the way home. <laughs> it's like when you're riding your bike, and you get a mechanical... That's that literally exactly it. He got a flat tire, and he's like, fuck. Like, I'm still oh, three I'm miles from tubes. home. <laughs> Uh, yeah it's like that's, raining too that's happened to before, <laughs> yeah it's, it's like, the worst oh my gosh the only, the only thing i can think about with ben woodard is that he's just like somebody's uncle you know yeah. he's just like he has like extended family i don't kind know of a shitty he's uncle a too guy. like not definitely. a great person definitely woodard, a shitty uncle woodard is like how they say water in philly like they're like woodard. i could have some water um woodard. <laughs> have some water shout out to all my philly homies out there <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean um like this this episode necessarily i mean it does have a lot of importance because uh camille and four kind of solidify their romance together and it that does mm -hmm. have a big impact on the show going on yeah, but then four is like forced to be like, no, all of like what I felt was meaningless because I have to pilot this like killing machine and like fight against you. So I don't know. It was like I I think that that sort of premise has been set up before in episodes mm -hmm. before, which is like why we weren't like, oh, my gosh, this show is like breaking new ground. Right. But it did it. I, I wanted to see. I think it's like when you're watching a team rom-com and you like want it just to be nice for just a little bit longer like you don't want like shit to hit the fan yet like i just wanted like another episode of camille and four exploring new hong hong and like going to like you know all these cafes and like riding being yeah. the cool motorcycle around but it's all good yeah i, I agree i would have loved that but you know uh, it does kind of establish like further establish four as a super tragic character who doesn't really have free will at all she's kind of forced to pilot the super weapon and doesn't even really have like her own control over her own thoughts and emotions sometimes you know mm -hmm. um i think i think that we're like we're like um kind of taught to like think like the power of love is going to persuade somebody not to do something or change who they are like mm -hmm. through a lot of media and it's kind of interesting the show is just like nah it ain't how it's gonna happen here yeah, yeah. like camille you might yeah, you all might love each other but like it's still fucked like mm -hmm. she's still like you know stuck into this psycho gundam life right right living that psycho gundam life that's a hard life man that's a hard life to live mm -hmm. but we shall keep things moving but yeah so pretty much they fight off the psycho gundam and um that brings us into the next episode, episode 20. Uh, the Heated Escape, which is one of my favorite episodes of this block. So uh, in this episode, episode 20, uh, Hayato plans to attack the Titan space in New Guinea to steal a shuttle for Camille and Amuro to get them back to space. As the Argama has returned to Earth uh, orbit, the Psycho Gundam continues in its pursuit of the Adumla 
but four soon turns on Wooder and the Sudori to help Camille return to space. So, uh, in this episode, four does get a little bit of her agency back. She does kind of switch sides, and her her love for Amuro kind of overpowers her new type cyber new type programming, and she's able to help them uh, escape. But who is that woman that is just like crying in the boat the whole time? Who seems to be like Four's mother or something like that? She's the scientist, it's like Four's handler. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I thought that was kind of like an interesting bit about like how she also just like everybody hates that four is put in this situation. It really reminded me of like Stranger Things eleven. Like not only like that she has a number for the name, but kind of like you know she's this government experiment that's trying to have like a you know emo teen romance. Like it's very yeah. similar to eleven. Yeah, she's basically the gray hair. That's a good point. Need. Um, she like does have sympathy for four sometimes but yeah at the same time yeah. i still i feel like the scientist is still very exploitative of her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um michael uh, anything in this episode that really jumped out to you that you really enjoyed or didn't like or i think i was just excited for them to get back to space i think like it seems like there's a um kind of a like a formula that these shows, like that the Mobile Suit Gundam shows follow, yeah. where it's like they go to Earth for a little bit, like they're in space, they go to Earth, and they go back to space. And I always feel like by the end of the Earth like time, time, I'm always just like ready for them to go back into space. So I was definitely like just rooting for them to be able to get back into space. I wanted Camille to be reunited with Char. I was like also hoping that Amuro would also go to space as well, which he did not. Yeah. Um. Yeah, actually, there. Um. Amuro kind of sacrifices himself to help them get yeah. up there. And you're yeah. not really sure what happens to him, what has happened to Amuro at the end of the episode. You're like, oh, did he survive mm-hmm. or not? You're pretty sure he survived. But... Well, I was just like, all right, let's take Amuro with us to space. Let's leave Veltashika back home. Just like she can stay behind. Mm-hmm. And like, let's get Mirai and Bright, them re- reuniting. Like, that would be great. But um, we really just get Camille back back going up to space so you know all in all i thought it was like a pretty decent episode but it is just like i was kind of ready for this block to be right. over with but i did the only thing really looking back on it now the only thing that really made me enjoy this time or this this part of the uh series was four like i think four is a strong enough character and the cyber new type like through line is strong enough to make me enjoy these episodes but without four i feel like this is would be kind of forgettable oh yeah definitely um yeah and i think that was the whole purpose of this whole stretch is to kind of fill out the whole cyber new type situation and kind of establish the connection between four and amuro because it does it does have a huge impact later on um Uh, do you mean camille oh did i say what did i say yeah he's an sorry yeah, I don't I want may have done the same. fans it's like... to uh, come at you later. Yeah, they're going to tear me apart. Only come after Christian for his game, Sailor Say Something for Two. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was, yeah, was going to say that, yeah, he was, you're going for his neck in that episode. <laughs> oh, no. Um. Okay, and that brings us into 
Episode 21, A Sign of Zeta. The Titans move towards the moon to take over Von Braun's city. Sirocco has pledged his loyalty to Jamatov Hyman and has provided new suits to Jared and a pilot named Moor, 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 I must say Moor Pharaoh. Camille and Emma battle the new mobile suits and are no match until Fa, Fa Yuri shows up in a ship along with Apoli piloting the now-completed Zeta Gundam. So in this episode, we finally right. get the new Zeta Gundam. Oh my god. Pretty yes. I was like super excited to get the Zeta Gundam. We also are pretty much like... Yes. It's, it's official that all of the new mobile suits that are getting developed have the gimmick of changing into planes so they can kind of like propel themselves, which is kind of cool. But I was like really happy to have the new, the new Zeta Gundam. I think that's like really, I don't know, really compelling to have that change in, in the design and the mobile suits that people are using. It was also awesome to see Fa be a pilot. That was cool. Yeah, I was going to say, what did you guys think about Fa as a pilot? I want her to be a great pilot. I want her to be capable and not just be relegated to taking care of the kids. And, uh, like, we'll talk about it later on. Like, she doesn't quite get that. She's forced into this mm-hmm. motherly caretaking role. But I, I really want her to be an ace pilot so badly. Yeah, I agree. It's like, I don't know, very interesting to see how many like new characters and like female characters they let kind of, you know, I think it's even mentioned in one of these episodes or uh, Camille's like, wow, like Emma, Rekawa, Fa, Fa, like so many like amazing female pilots, like strong female characters. But I feel like, I don't know, they kind of relegate, uh, to the sidelines a little bit and it's, it's a little frustrating but it was very cool to see her come back as like such a strong character episode 22 the eyes of sirocco sirocco plants his next move on his ship the dogo skier and introduces jared to two new new types new new types sarah and sidile camille emma opoli and fa attempt fa not fa not the soup <laughs> she's a person Attempt to hold uh, off their attack uh, while res- while Rekua transfers new mobile suits to the Argama. Um, I forgot about Jared. Yeah, I kind of... Can I... I just want to get something off my chest. I kind of am starting to like Jared. Yeah, he's like... I don't know. He is kind of like a golden retriever. You know? <laughs> like, he's just like... Like, he's so dumb and doofy, but, like, you love him so much because he's just, like, trying to please all of those around him. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. There there are a couple yeah. times something... where um, some characters, like, point out to him, like, you realize you're being used, right? He's like, I don't care. Yeah, he's like, I don't give a done. shit. Like, I'm doing a good job being used. Fuck you. Like, <laughs> like, I'm fucking fucking hot and yeah. being used. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Big hair, strong chest. What the fuck? But. I yeah. I, I don't know. I've grown to like him. There is something that I cannot wait to talk about in our next episode that happens to him. Um, it's incredible. But anyway, oh my god, yeah. I'll, I'll wait. Well, we can talk about it next time. Um, I am also wanting to quickly talk about just the the breadth of the characters that we have on the Ayuk side, like with Camille, Emma, I like that we're starting to get to know Opoly. 
and these like these like kind of fun cool dudes that work in the in the front of the yeah. ship um whose names i can't remember but did you guys pick up on the subplot that happens in these episodes no what's good no. the Maybe subplot the subplot that Camille brings something back from Hong Kong City. Yes, yes. Camille gets big the, porn. Oh, yeah. Camille yes. picks up bazonka zonk porn. He definitely gets weird <laughs> ass porn. The nastiest porn. Like Camille, like you didn't get this from a store. Like you like reached out to someone on Craigslist <laughs> to get this shit. Met somebody what in the a dark fuck? This alley. This is a Facebook Marketplace looking. Yeah. When did he yeah. have time to do but they, this? But they like though? they like they like didn't like Camille, but then like Camille brought them back like that dirty, dirty video and they were that like, he said that he would bring back, and they're like, yeah, Camille, Camille got us that, and like they, I feel like at one point they were like, can we can we go watch it? And they're just like panting like fucking dogs trying to yeah, watch this. They thing. will not. Every time that he interacts with that character, he's always like, so like. You got any more of the good stuff? And Camille's like, no, stop, like, okay. leave me alone. It's like he's talking about okay, weed or something. Than, like he's, like, dealing weed Rather than, yes, okay, th- thinking of the fact that, like, Camille brought back weed is also very funny. But let's say that Camille got The Notebook starring Ryan Gosling on oh. DVD. And that's what he brought back to them. Okay. Like, Camille, so, like, you it was still in theaters. And... Yeah, exactly. Like, do you have, like, you know, Pride and Prejudice? Yeah. Like, Hope on floats. DVD, like, next time you go to New Hong Hong, like, I need to get, like, Love Actually. Do you have Love Actually, Camille? Again, that's what they're so horny to watch. Yeah. Like, he, he knows how to download stuff from, like, torrent websites, and they just haven't figured it out yet. So yeah. Like, hey, man, can I, can I get a flash drive? Like, I would really like love to watch like Rush Hour one and two. Oh my I don't God. really want to watch Rush Hour three, but the first two like that would be so much fun. Camille, you got Grown Ups two on DVD. Fuck, you have all the American Pies. Fuck, oh. Camille. Give me that. <laughs> oh, do you have Bandcamp? Oh shit. Oh my God. Camille is just a bootlegger. <laughs> yeah. On the side this of the coin, song is CDs. Yeah. No, but I it's can't believe porn. it. Let's talk about how it's porn. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely porn. It's a very odd subplot that's happening. Yeah. And I, I'm i not going to lie that I really enjoyed it. I thought it was kind of funny. Also, yeah. just because, I don't know. It's just different. And I like any time that they add a little bit of like humor to the show. Because it's so yeah. serious it's really all fun. the time. The little spots yeah. of humor yeah. are little gems. Little pieces of gold. Incredible. And it's like the most, like... Like, well, it's really sick thing, like a 16 year old dude, like a kid would do. Like, how do I get in with the older crew on this sh- uh-huh. that's but shit? But again, I like, I don't know about. who this show appeals to. Like, I like, we like it, but like, Us. there's a lot of <laughs> <laughs> <Us>. degenerates. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I should probably shouldn't unpack that too much, but. Yeah, no, 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 no. You, you'll, you'll be fine. Just, just keep watching the anime time. Like, I did, yeah. I just thought it was uh, an interesting little subplot that I was blown away by, and it keeps coming up. And I just, I wanted to keep on being a big subplot. Mm-hmm. Season two of Mobile Suit uh, Zeta Gundam. Season two is Camille is just a producer of porn. That's what the double Zeta actually thing. means. But it's like really tasteful and like really fair mm-hmm. to all of the actors being involved. Yeah, like he's like. It's... I don't He's, know. He says, like, I, I'm really sick of all this heterosexual porn. There's no sexual tension 
here. And he's like, you have to pay for this? Like, you have to pay the actors for their work? Like, and that's what the whole second half of the series focuses on. When Camille actually releases a DVD called Gundam Porn, and we, like, kind of start to think what that means. But I was going to say, do you think there's a, a, a porn parody of Gundam, Zeta Zeta? Oh, God. Uh, oh. Gundam DD. Gun cum. <laughs> gun cum. Condom. Condom. Gonna cum. Yeah, condom DD. Okay. Real it is. Real it is. It's getting late. This We're better is, than this. <laughs> Gundam, I hardly know. I'm gone blue. <laughs> late night. <laughs> All right, episode, episode 23, Moon Attack. The Dogos Gear and the Alexandria plan to attack Van Von Braun City and convert it to a base for the Titans. Jemiacon lets Sirocco. Sirocco coordinate the attack and use him as a shield. Shar, Camille, Fa, Fa, and Emma <laughs> and the crews of the Radish and the uh, Argama defend the city. I love that the other ship's name is Radish. It's just great. The, the streak of this show not knowing what to name things is incredible. <laughs> yeah. Dogos Gear, Jamiacon, Sicario, Radish. At first, it's, just, it's all over the place. I thought Jamiacon was Jamaican. Yeah, me too. It's I me. Mean, it sounds like, like Jamaican, it. and he's just oh. this plain ass white dude with a mustache. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's so he's so lame. Uh, all right, um, I did want to bring up. This is, I think it's either this episode or the one before it is where we get the new intro song. It is a certified slapper. I love it. It gets stuck in my head after I watch these shows. And I like I thought I liked the first song. But I'm realizing that this this second song, the the new one, is incredible. I love it so much. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. I completely I, agree. I'm kind of like I kind of was because they changed around. I feel like they changed around the visuals of the intro as well a little bit. They did. Like they just like like halfway through they're just like fuck it like new intro and I don't know it's it's interesting I like I can't think of any other show that does that but it's cool. I mean it's a pretty yeah I mean it gets in a lot of the uh, Gundam series will have at least two or three intros per season. That's so weird. um, Yeah, which is really cool. And then like in the later like more modern series they'll do like even new outro songs as well oh um, cool but i i cannot wait to when we f- like get further into like tier list out and kind of rank the, the, the songs because i can't imagine for me this one i just like this one so much i think it's so good yeah, but i did yeah. also want to bring up that i look i i noticed when they get back into space a massive leap in the quality of the show the animation style the music the detail did you all notice that as well? I did not. What can you expand a little bit on what you noticed? I just feel like everything got more detailed. Like it just seemed oh. like they were spending more time on everything. Like especially the animation. Like an up so in quality. At... Yeah, up, up, yeah. Oh, so I, I even okay. Googled it to see if anyone else had thought the same and I found a Reddit thread of people that were all pretty much saying the same thing that it seemed like 
when they come back from Earth, back into space, that things just seem to go up a gear as far as uh, how detailed things were. And I think, like, it makes sense, too, because the mobile suits are all, like, more detailed. Like, the Zeta is way more detailed and angular and, like, has a lot more moving parts. So it makes sense to spend more time on that than, like... Maybe it's because in new, in new Hong Kong, they had to, like, there's a lot of artistic manpower being allocated to, like, the scenery and, like, the buildings and all the background and all of that sort of thing. But in space, you kind of have the same blanket, like, you know, star mm-hmm. background. um, And you can reuse, like, a lot of old assets. But not even, because, like, in the fucking moon episodes and shit, like, that was, like, a whole-ass yeah. city that they made. But I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I'm taking another yeah, look know. at it. Just... But, uh, Maybe they just decided to bring, like, an intern on full-time or something like that, and, like, he just, like, really wanted to, like, prove himself or something, but I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, I was kind of thinking that maybe they just, whenever they were allotting time, they just, you know, thought of the Earth kind of episodes as more of a, like, a little side mission, and then mm-hmm. wanted to, like, really up the quality in the end. And I kind of feel like, similarly, I mean, we're not ne- we're not necessarily near the end, we're only at the halfway point of the show. But I felt like similarly, the end of 0079 got better. Yeah. Um, remember at the beginning, like the fucking Gundam like was oh so yeah. misshapen all the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like the most basic geometric shapes ever. But like, yeah, yeah, this one was like, I don't know. Whenever I watch the shows, I definitely like in order for me to um like stay more in tune with it, I like doodle like things that are happening along with the shows and it's like getting harder and harder for me because like things are kind of becoming less just like basic geometric shapes and are becoming like way more like full-on mechs it's very cool to see i did mm-hmm. notice uh some of the battles with when yazan comes into play uh and we'll mm-hmm. we'll talk about it more later there are some moments where like even some of his facial expressions during battle will be like super smoothly animated mm-hmm. um so I did notice that in some of the later episodes, but not necessarily within this block. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah, that. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. One thing that I did want to mention before we get to the last episode. Yes. I was wondering, Simon, your thoughts on the Zeta Gundam. Artistically. The Zeta Gundam. Yeah, the Zeta Gundam. I don't even remember that one. Hold up. Hold it's up. the brand new well, baby. It's the brand new spanking new Gundam. It's Camille's new Gundam. Oh fuck! Yes, this one. Wait, I, I'm sorry. I just looked at the. I looked at a JPEG of it, and I completely remember this. Yeah, it's literally just like um, it's all the same color. I I remember because I thought that it was just the RX seventy eight, but they added upgrades to it. But I guess it's the brand new Gundam. It's the same color scheme as the RX seventy eight. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was very cool. Yeah, um, we didn't get a ton of action with it in these episodes, but it's cool because it, it. I feel like out of the. Like, the Earth Federation's transforming mobile suits are ugly as fuck. Yeah. They're so blocky. But the Zeta Gundam is so, like, it's, compact. It's and, so like, angular, too. Like, it has so yeah. many different... Like, it's made up of so many different shapes that, like, you know, create its form rather than made, made of, like, a ton of, like, really generalized shapes that make up its form. Mm-hmm. Which is, like... I don't know. I feel like as Gundam goes on and I've, like, kind of seen, like, bits of... uh, Kind of, like, little bits of what future episode or future series looks like the gundams kind of like go away from that simplistic like big blocky design and definitely like go more towards this like you know a ton of mini parts being like you know created Uh to create this like really complex gundam but 
Definitely. I, do you guys, is it me or does the Zeta Gundam's like face remind you of Sauron's mask in Lord of the Rings? Yeah, it does. <laughs> You're not wrong. It almost looks exactly wrong. like Holy that. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah. We're like, we're like uh, Dr. Doom or MF Doom. Yeah. Oh, shit. Simon? Simon or Christian, can you all draw the Zeta Gundam as MF Doom? That would look Fuck sick. Yeah. Please do. That, that would be so cool. Oh my god! Somebody would have has to have done that before. I mean, I have a I have a sticker that's a Gundam as I think it's just uh, I think it's RX seventy eight as MF Doom, but I feel like Zeta would look so sick as MF Doom because they have that same yeah angular. Even Harushiki is uh-huh. very he has the same kind of angular thing. Um, so cool. let's finish up this block with episode 24, which is Counterattack. Char and Blex leave for Earth uh, and the city of Dakar, where the Federation Council plans to give full control of the Federation to Jamatov and the Titans. Char finds Blex has been shot when he returns to the hotel room, and, um, and he is given command of the AU fully. Uh, Jared and do we say we're here with more, more, yeah, more, more, Jared. more, more. Um, they join the Alexandria because Sirocco has left. The pilot Yazan Gable Gable attacks the Argoma. Um, so we basically, I, I also, I mean, I mentioned, you know, the breadth of characters for the AU, but we're also getting a breadth of characters for the Titans as well. Mm-hmm. We have Sirocco. His the two new type, um, the two new new type, uh, cyber new types. Plus we have uh, Jared and more, and now we have the pilot Yazan. It's just like they have a lot of really intriguing pilots. Do you mm-hmm. guys have any thoughts on you know on these kind of new characters that were introduced to? I really like uh, Sarah's character. Um... Uh, some of the choices they made for her later on in the show, I wasn't exactly a big fan of, but I do, I do end up really liking mm-hmm. her. Um, and then Moar, at same, almost the same thoughts and opinions of her. I really like. Yeah, I really like her. And Yazan is obviously very interesting as well, even though he's like the classic asshole type dude. Yeah, he's just like wants chaos and wants to kill. Yeah, which is like a little bit one note, but I like more. Um, more I really like um, a lot. What do you guys, Alex? What do you think of Sirocco? Optimus. <gasps> I don't know. Optimus. <laughs> Optimus. Pap schmear. <Sirocco. laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, 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 that's yucky. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh god. No. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about them yet. It's like I. Kind of don't like him. Like I like him, man. He just looks like a Yu-Gi-Oh character to me, so like I can't get him like out of my mind. As like he seems like a very just like I don't know. He seems like he's out of like a trading card game or something like that. Like he seems like everything is very calculated with him, uh-huh. and just like he seems so like like oh I knew that before you even did that. You know? Yeah, like, very like uh, like yeah. What's the like know it all? yeah exactly he's very yeah. always cool as a cucumber he, he reminds me of kind of like a a soccer player in like the premier league who <laughs> like is obviously very full of himself but you can't okay you can't Christian. hate him because he 
obviously has a he lot of talent. Me, he reminds me of a soccer player in the fact that he wears the dumb little headband. Exactly. <laughs> the headband is what stop, stop chatting shit about the headband. The hand, headband's cool. It's cool to wear a headband. <laughs> Simon, you've seen me wear a headband. Yeah, I know. It's like, if you play soccer, you wear a headband. Oh, I, like, I like Soraka. I kind of do. I think that it's I don't. He kind of. Part of me is like, oh, we don't really know his plans. But then part of me is also like, he has no plans. He's just like yeah. pretending to be really cool. And he's like, yeah, it's just totally part of my plan. And inside, he's just like, shit, I don't know what the fuck to do next. Like, I don't know <laughs> oh, anything. Yeah, I have no idea. Definitely is super anxiety ridden and just has to pretend everything's okay inside. He's literally just like doing every part of himself, a part of every moment of every day. Every, yeah, like, maybe that might just point. be me, but um, even projecting there. Yeah, you, you might be projecting a little bit, but maybe we shouldn't judge any of these characters because we don't know what's happening on the inside. Exactly. Sirocco has his own vodka line. Like he, that, oh yeah, he's like a That's middling celebrity cool. back home. You know. Yeah, I, 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 would, I think I would enjoy that more if he just was like, yeah, fuck the war. I'm just gonna start a mid-level booze company. Yeah. And start traveling the traveling the universe <laughs> with supermodels. But I'd be like, all right, that fits your name. Cool. Like. You'd be cool selling booze, helping people forget the fact that they're in a war. Yeah. That's who I hope his arc ends. Yeah, I can't wait for the uh, season two where it follows Camille and his porn industry and Sirocco and his vodka industry. And they have to, <laughs> they have to like, promote <laughs> each other's own brands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. I, I always wanted to end this episode on a quick question. question is camille a new type and is camille a good pilot he's a new type and yes and pilot maybe yeah i i I like he's not as just like out of the box heroic as like amuro was in the first um in the in like mobile i like the only thing i can contrast this against is mobile suit 0079 and i feel like amuro was just presented as this like you know undoubtedly the best pilot that you've ever heard of in like your whole life and camille was kind of just like always kind of needs support from everyone but i think what makes camille interesting is just like he's way more of like a teenager than amuro ever was Mm -hmm. like amuro was like hilariously you know like complaining as a teenager but he kind of turned into this like you know very mature making adult decisions, like, you know, commanding people around on the battlefield like an adult. And, like, Camille kind of remains this teenager figure, um, like, you know, wanting to kind of, like, go do, like, side things and, like, kind of explore who he is as a person mm-hmm. rather than, like, you know, tying his whole personality to the Ayuk, which, like, you know, Amuro certainly tied his whole personality to, like, white base and everything. Yeah. yeah. Although it's interesting because they're both in similar positions. Amro didn't really. Yeah, they're both in almost identical positions. Have any other like family a... except for White Base, and then Amro. Right. I mean, fuck, fuck. Uh, and Camille, um, <laughs> both of his parents are dead, and he has nothing else but Aug. So, yeah. but they do have those different situations yeah. going on. Uh, to go back to the answer to your question, Michael. Yes, he's a new type, 
I think he's a decent pilot, but he's not a good pilot when he's the protagonist of the show. Like, I think Amuro was such a better pilot. Yeah. And, like, the scenes, like, the skill difference, it makes him look like a bad pilot. But if he was a side character, we'd be like, okay, he's good. Like, he can, he can stand up and, like, pretty much any fight with the fact that he's the protagonist. I wonder if Tomino was, thought I, that Am- Amuro was just OP. And they decided to, like... I almost feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Soften it. I feel bit. like they're kind of sticking to the fact that Camille is going to, like, realize his new type abilities. But I'm not convinced that he ha- really has many of them. Because so far, like, he only used them once. And he... he I don't know. It seems that anytime, anytime they're sensing each other when he's in a battle or something, it seems like the other person is sensing him. And he's not right. necessarily using his senses... <laughs> To talk to them it's just like he is a conduit for them to like feel something yeah right right and he's not using it in combat like amuro amuro honed it to almost no. a godlike level like he was able to yeah yeah precog things, things or, before yeah. they happened yeah exactly <laughs> camille like lied on his resume and now is like oh, <laughs> <laughs> well part of the reason why i wanted to bring this up is that he consistently says he's not a new type as well like people, because a lot of people, a lot of the pilots or a lot of a lot of the other characters are like, yeah, new type, whatever new type, and he's mm-hmm. always just like, I'm not one, like I'm not. <laughs> you think I'm starting to be like, maybe he's not. Like I don't know. I was just took that as him being a teacher. Like, Leave me alone. I'm not. I'll say yeah, I think. Go ahead, Alex. I'll say, do you think maybe he's denying it because he's like anything that is potentially seen as negative, he hates. Like he does the same thing with his name. Like I'm a, he's so much like I'm a boy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's that thing that, like, when you're younger, you don't want to stand out. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't want to be the one of something, and he doesn't Uh want to be the guy that has Camille as his name, which is a girl's name. Yeah. So it's like, it's him being a teenager. But I I don't know. I just think that it's interesting to have this character who is our, like, our main protagonist is so vastly different in ability to Amuro, who was our main protagonist in the previous show. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I would like to see him kick some more ass, though. I I want a good set piece of him whooping, mm-hmm. you know, whooping some butt. That's how I feel. I would like to see him go off and just absolutely destroy some people or do something very interesting. Because yeah. I feel like most of the time he's out of his depth or like, it's, I don't know, even Char in this show doesn't seem very confident or like that he's really doing anything that's that incredible. Right. So it's mm-hmm. just interesting that like the Titans in the show seem very much mashed up and very much like in the same sphere and combat level. Um, but you know, maybe that's like, I don't know that I damn, you know, going into like our thoughts as of this point, halfway through the show, I am very interested in the story. And I do think that it, in in my opinion, I think the story and the way that it's going is more interesting than 0079. Yeah, yeah I will say at this point, I'm much more compelled to finish this. And yes. I'm much more excited yes. to talk about it because I do think that there is like, there's way more interesting characters. There's way more development of why characters are doing different things. And there's a porn subplot. And there- <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have a porn subplot in the previous <laughs> series, so... So many more layers. Um, I guess we can go and open up for yeah for thoughts so far. Alex, uh, do you want to go ahead and give us your thoughts? So uh, far? I'm loving the show. It's yeah, it's a bit much more story driven, and you know, I love the fact that no one feels like a god. It feels a bit more based in reality, mm-hmm. as much as the reality can be with giant space robots fighting each other. But 
But yeah, I don't know, I'm, I'm very excited to watch the next block. I really, there's a bunch of storylines that we want to see how they end. I'm, I'm way more invested in characters in this show than I was with Zero Zero Seven Unit. Definitely, Simon. What about you? Yeah, I think that's the one thing that is um making this stick out is like I really like how romance is handled in this way better than Zero Zero Seventy Nine. So I'm looking forward to see how that develops. Truly are an emo boy. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like <laughs> fucked up, but it's like it's like it's like funny to like I don't know. It's just like every so often, like I can't like lean into it too much in real life because then I would suck. But like it's sometimes nice to like have you know little yeah. like excuses here and there to be like, oh, this is so fucking true. Yeah, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think I completely agree with you. I like the objective romance where yeah. like. It, like the series of seventy nine was just like I don't know are they like into each other I don't know yeah. and anytime like it was like a romance it was like empathetic romance right, like right. these characters are empathetic for each other yeah, yeah, but yeah. it it is like just nice to be like these are two teenagers who like are kind of horny for each other yeah yeah, yeah. and like I don't know it's, it's, it's simply the more grown up this show um and yeah. yeah yeah I think sometimes it's you know my process of watching it, I have to slow down a little bit because it's kind of you know, it gets a little serious and sad for stretches, you know, uh, when I put my, when I kind of empathize with the characters in the story a little bit. I will say there are some really awkward dialogue beats in the show, and I, I've, I wish I took more detailed notes on that just to kind of talk over it, because um, I just would like to sit down and interview some of the writers just to get inside their heads and see what what it was they were thinking and some th- some of those parts but overall it's a really compelling story and um i think i think everyone is right in that the character arcs are much more they're much they're better written um and they're much more interesting and <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's good i'm enjoying it all right, so that wraps up this episode. We will be back next Tuesday covering the next 12 episodes of Mobile Suit Zeta Gundam. Until then, follow us on Twitter, Instagram. Give our boy DJRX78 a follow. If you need to get in contact with us, you can email us at Gundam. I hardly know them at gmail.com. Send us some feedback. Uh, we'll read it on the show, maybe? I don't know. Like, if you listen to the show, send us an email. Just tell us who you are. We'd love to get to know you. <laughs> it is up on Twitter, Instagram. One of those. You got a Facebook page now, too. Yeah, Facebook, I guess. And um, yeah, and as Alex was saying, go ahead, Alex. I'll say like and please rate and give us a review on iTunes and all the other places you stream us. Yes, a lot. please. Do that. Also, if you have pictures of you burning cop cars, and there's no identifying faces in them, send them to me. I'm not trying to get anyone arrested, but I am trying to watch you destroy the system with me, so. It'll never stop, and I'm fine with it. (laughs) Anyway, thank you all so much. We love you. See you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.